0: everyone. It's uh, time for another installment of The Tent, and I'm Scott Filman, your host, and I just wanted to thank you very much for tuning in and, and uh, spending part of your day with me here uh, as we muse about all kinds of things aquarium-related. Today, I wanted to talk about you know, more of a philosophical thing than anything else, and it's sort of a multi-part philosophy, really. It starts with patience. I guess it's a thing that you acquire over time, or maybe you're born with it. I'm not 100% certain, but I know I've gotten way more patient over the years, particularly with my aquariums. I don't know if it's old age or, or if it's just doing things enough times to realize what's happening, but I, patience is something that has evolved for me. And I think it's perhaps the most essential trait that we need for success with just about any kind of fishy endeavor, yet it's particularly important in the context of natural-style botanical-influenced aquariums like we play with here these systems take time to run in to settle and then to evolve you just can't rush it and we all know this or are learning this aren't we this is where the science nature part dominates over the art half of the equation i mean yeah you can create a beautiful hardscape or whatever yet nature and biological processes will dictate the way it evolves and becomes a suitable habitat for your fishes it's just the way it goes it's been that way for millennia nature calls all the shots we just need to accept her moves and our pacing we need to have some faith that You know, stuff will work out even with minimal intervention or at least on occasion. It's easier to embrace this when we understand nature's ways. There's a word that I think is really important to the work that we do with blackwater botanical style aquariums. It's called cadence. It's a noun and it means the flow or rhythm of events, especially the pattern in which something is experienced. And I think that that plays a large role in nature and nature's work with Botanicals and botanical style aquariums. Stuff takes time to happen. We may want it to happen faster. We may want it to look a bit different or take on a different direction, but it won't. At least not unless nature wants it to. We can work with nature and let her do the heavy lifting, or we can resist and end up with something quite different. There's no right or wrong here, but that's just a fact. Both can be beautiful. Uh, you know, however, if you to allow nature to have her way at least once in a while, it really opens us up to the possibilities of outcomes far beyond what we could have ever even imagined. It requires faith, restraint, and above all patience, and an understanding that things change over time, especially if we let them. As we all know, nothing lasts forever. We've talked about this before, and this is especially true with our botanicals. They're most definitely ephemeral. They don't last indefinitely. They break down at a pace, you guessed it, determined by nature and the environmental conditions that we set up for them. And when you think about it, there's a real pace, what we call a cadence, to what occurs when they're utilized in our aquariums. From the minute you prepare a leaf, a seed pod, or other botanical for use in your aquarium, it breaks down. The process of hot water steeping, boiling, or prolonged soaking... You know, to start this, this softens the tissues of the leaves or seed pods, and releases bound-up pollutants, begins that gradual but irreversible process of breaking them down at a pace or cadence that nature determines. As these biological materials break down, and more compounds like you know tannins, humic substances, lignin, bound-up organic matter, etc., begin leaching into the water column in your aquarium, they influence the water chemistry and the overall environment. Some things like catapa leaves break down within weeks, needing replacement if you wish to maintain the tint level or at least the aesthetic look that you've started to achieve in your aquarium. Knowing when to replace them is sort of a subjective call, at least initially. I I think that once you get used to working with them in your aquariums, you may be able to notice pH increases, DDS changes, or other environmental water chem indicators, phenomenon, or cues that can clue you in as to when it's time to replace them. Perhaps one day more readily applicable you know, tannin specific test kits might be helpful. There are test kits out there, but they're measuring tannins and there's so many different types and it's, it's really kind of a, a roll of the dice. Um, but standards other than visual clues, maybe those will help dictate our replenishment and you know stocking levels for these materials someday. On the other hand, many types of seed pods and other botanicals will last much longer than leaves do. And they may not impart their tannins and their other substances quite as quickly as, say, leaves, because their very structure is different than those soft, thin leaves. And many will hold their form for a very long period of time and may not be releasing quite as much tannins or humic substances as they were initially, simply because some of these materials have been exhausted over time. When do you need to replace them? Or do you just leave them in your tank indefinitely? Again, it's sort of a judgment call, isn't it? We've we've talked about this many, many times before on both this podcast and in our our, forum discussions and uh, in the printed, or excuse me, written version of the tent. I'm dating myself and I call it printed. Without the ability to measure, again, the specific levels of the substances that botanical items are imparting into your tank, and quite frankly, knowing exactly what they are, it's really about sort of nuancing, isn't it? Like so many other things in this hobby, you just sort of have to take your best guess or go with your instincts. I know it's hardly the precise scientific boilerplate advice some of us might like, but that's the reality of this kind of aquarium. It's not like, for example, what we do in the reef hobby where we have detailed chemical baselines for seawater parameters and 32 component ICP-OES you know, tests to establish baselines and measure deviations from them, and the trace elements to correct all these 32 parameters. We don't have that yet. So no, it's a lot less about precision here, it's more about nuance, observation, feel finesse and I know that makes some people nervous obviously you need to obey all the common practices of aquarium management in terms of the nitrogen cycle water quality testing nutrient export etc in a natural botanical style aquarium black water or otherwise you know you have to apply a healthy dose of those above referenced emotional elements into your regimen as well it, you just do going with your feelings is not always such a crazy notion either learning to have faith in nature and her work isn't so bad either Nature almost always finds a way, right? It may look weird at first. It may be a little scary. You might even lose some things along the way. But nature just has a in survival instinct. And don't forget, although aquariums are closed ecosystems, they're still subject, you know, to nature's rules and processes, right? Yeah, they are. And remember, anything that you add into an aquarium—wood, sand, botanicals, and of course livestock—is part of the bio load and it will impact the function and the environment of your aquarium. Even materials like rock and substrate, you know, they add to that chemical dance that occurs in the aquarium, and they have their own set of impacts. Nothing that we add to our systems has no consequence to it, either good or bad, attached to it. We just have to get used to that, and I think it's more pronounced with botanicals because we expect them to do something, or we see these visual changes in the water, or you know, behavioral cues in our fishes, we see biofilms attached to them. It's a little different than throwing in a plant, for example, or maybe even a rock. Um, We have a certain set of expectations or understandings about what could or should happen, and we're on the lookout for certain things. Now, particularly with botanicals, it's about understanding a balance, a quantity, again, a cadence for adding stuff so that the closed environment in your aquarium can assimilate these new materials. And our buddies, the bacteria, the fungi, and the other organisms which serve to break them down, have time to adjust to this increasing bio load. Again, I've said it before, and I'll say it probably 10 million times before I take my last breath. Rapid, dramatic environmental shifts are never a good thing for any type of aquarium. And in a system that we run with lots of organic material present, it's just as susceptible to you know, insults from big, poorly thought out moves as any other. Perhaps even more, because by its very nature, our style of aquarium is based on adding lots of natural materials which, from the outset, impact the, the environment on multiple fronts. We just need to remember this. There is no specific formula. This is just not dial a river right now. <laughs> and anything we do borderlines on experimental I know that sounds kind of crazy even this far into the game but here we are in, coming up on our fifth year of operation at Tannin Aquatics and every day we're still learning things we're still surprising ourselves with stuff we get I'm still making mistakes we all are there's plenty of people like me that have been playing with black water or these types of or botanical materials for decades and I know that you're in the same position as me you're constantly surprised by all the cool things you keep learning there's there's no limit to it. We just need to observe our systems keenly, test when we can for what we can, and always apply common sense to any move that we make. And again, the key here is that cadence, that understanding that the material that we add needs to be added and replaced at a pace that makes sense for your specific system. If you're looking for guidelines, I might tell you based on my experience, but that has no bearing on what you do. It maybe gives you a, an inkling of what to do, but it shouldn't be your rule. That's why I cringe when I see you know, leaf vendors and so forth online saying, start with five catapoles for every five US gallons of water or whatever the formula is. I'm like, how do you arrive at that? Every tank is different. Everything's a customized solution. We've talked about that before too. That's both maddening and frustrating and it's also exciting and very cool at the same time. It gives us an opportunity. Every tank is a new adventure. And I think that's part of the fun of this. Every tank behaves differently. And those of us who have been maintaining these types of tanks for some time really get this concept, and we have a really great feel for how our tanks run in and break in and evolve. It takes time. Again, no plug-and-play formula, only procedures. Only recommendations for how to approach stuff. Only common sense and the wisdom gained by doing. I know we sound a little bit repetitive at times, particularly me. (laughs) However, like so many things in aquarium keeping, our so-called best practices are few, simple, and need to be repeated until they simply become a habit. And what are they, really? With botanicals, number one, prepare all botanicals prior to adding them to your aquarium. We have information all over our website. I'm sure most of you know this already. And the procedures are fairly straightforward. We have an infographic. We talk about it. We must have 20 blogs or 30 blogs on just preparation of materials alone and what to expect and how they break down and so forth. But it's important. I think preparation is an essential step that you shouldn't skip. You just shouldn't. Number two, add botanical materials slowly and gradually and assess the impact on your aquarium environment and the inhabitants. This is probably the single most important part of the process of working with botanicals. You simply have to go slowly. You can't rush this. I don't care if you have a 200 gallon tank or a two gallon tank adding too much too fast is potentially problematic. You, as I've said before, you can literally kill an entire tank by making rapid environmental changes, by putting too much stuff in there that consumes the available oxygen or causes some kind of bacterial bloom or something of that nature. Rarely have I ever seen a pH plummet quickly from botanicals. I suppose it's possible in some aquariums. I just, again, it goes down, goes down to water chemistry and the initial starting parameters of the tank and all that good stuff. But it's about common sense. Um, number three, either remove your botanical materials as they break down, if that's your you know aesthetic preference or whatever, or replace them when they reach a point where they're no longer providing the aesthetic and environmental conditions that you desire. Simple as that. Number four, observe your aquarium continuously. That, that shouldn't even be something I have to tell you, and I, of course it isn't, but I say it because it's important to have sort of a record to run on here. I mean, if we don't look at our tanks, what's the point of having them, right? So I'm sure you all do this as a matter of course, and that's important, but keep Keep especially keep an eye on the fish, how they react to what's going on, to the moves that you make. Again, this is literally, you know, aquarium keeping 101, but it's something that sometimes we lose sight of. I Again, I think it's partially, I think it's partially my fault probably because we, we so, you know, share all these pictures of really beautiful aquariums. We talk about it, but until you've actually done it, you you can't get a feel for it. So, you know, gosh, we we lure you in with all these sexy photos and then you see a tank full of, biofilm and so forth and it's one thing to see it in my tank where I have a beautiful photo it is another thing to see it in your living room in your aquarium and the aquarium that you're trying to show your friends and having to convince them that yeah this is normal this is cool so that's why we spend so much time talking about expectations and biofilms decomposition tinted water or how little the water can be tinted and talk about preparation all these things are really important observation and expectation they go hand in hand now if you've noticed the first practice we talked about in which you know is, is a, you know preparation is simply logical. You need to employ it. If there ever a hard and fast rule in the botanical Blackwater game, this would probably be it. The number two is about all about the cadence. That's the real secret, if you will, which sets up everything else. By observing and assessing, you'll get a real feel for how botanicals work in your aquarium. And number three, it's the real finesse part of the equation: the nuance, the subtle yet noticeable adjustments and corrections we need to make to keep things moving along nominally. Sort of like pruning a planted tank or weeding a garden, it's a process. In fact, the entire experience of a blackwater or brackish or whatever botanical style aquarium really boils down to a process and a pace that helps foster this gradual yet inexorable evolution of the aquarium. And let there be no doubt, a botanical style aquarium does evolve over time, regularly and steadily changing and progressing. They don't remain static. Sure, you can arrest some of these things by pulling stuff out, using chemical filtration to keep the water clean, replacing things, and you can keep a more or less pristine look to it if that's what you like, but if you let nature take control, which is what I hope you do, you'll see changes. As we've mentioned before, it might even be the perfect expression of the Japanese concept of wabi-sabi, which was popularized by Takashi Amano, which is the acceptance of transience and imperfection, and that's a beautiful thing in nature, and it's a beautiful thing in a botanical-style aquarium. It's a huge point, something which everyone who works with these types of aquariums comes to know and usually accept. We need to have an attitude which doesn't allow us to panic, you know, doesn't allow us to make fast short term moves in favor of longer term outcomes. It's very different philosophy than perhaps traditional aquarium management. You need to accept different aesthetics. You need to understand that these aesthetics will probably not be the same from one day to the other. You need flexibility. You may even have to accept some short-term losses for a greater long-term good. It sounds horrible, but sometimes when you're going from a sort of so-called standard aquarium to one of these botanical-style aquariums, some fishes may have physiological reactions that we just don't quite understand to maybe, you know, again, maybe it's a biofilm uh, or excuse me, a bioload thing or subtle chemical adjustments. Some fishes don't do well. It's happened over time. Some fishes like epistogramma that are very sensitive sometimes react strangely. Less so in my experience with fishes like betas, carassins, and most, you know, catfishes. But every fish is different. Every situation is different. There's no cut and paste here. Again, you know, you've got to have some faith in nature. It'll all work out ultimately for the best if you keep doing the right things. It's a dance. It's an art form. It's a process and it's an evolution. Sometimes seemingly chaotic and other times maddeningly slow, especially when you're dealing with, you know, fungal growths and things that don't look so good. But it's always alluring and always sort of deferring to nature and her function. And it's all held together by you, the Aquarist, applying as much emotion as you do procedure. All done in the proper time at the right cadence. Observe, study, learn, share, and evolve. Stay focused, stay in touch, stay patient, stay attuned, stay observant, and stay faithful to nature. And always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Fellman. Thanks for spending part of your day with me. And I look forward to seeing you all the next time on the next installment of The Tint.